Thank you for tuning into American Dispatches, the greatest news entertainment podcast ever made. We'll stay on one topic again today as we unpeel the onion that is the chaos in Afghanistan. More tragedy in Kabul, possible redemption for Biden, if he's brave enough to take it, and viva la resistance to Taliban rule baby coming. It's another wild week in 21, so let the rundown begin. The Biden administration has frozen any financial assets the Afghan government has in U.S. banks and will not be releasing it to the Taliban. Surprise. Now, if what the Obama administration did by sending hundreds of millions of dollars in cash to the Iranians over the nuclear deal was an indication of anything, the Taliban may just be waiting for a future Democrat administration to give it to them anyway. Of course, despite contrary promises, the Taliban has already begun executions, reprisals, restricting women, and obstructing the flow of Afghans to the airport. This comes as a Taliban-affiliated news site began circulating footage of militants executing a former Afghan police chief near the city of Herat. The announcement that they were suspending female anchors from any state-run news agency, quote, indefinitely, and reports by various intelligence agencies that they've also begun going door-to-door in searches of former members of the government, journalists, and anyone else they seem to be deemed as a potential threat. So educated girls, uh, you know, anybody that practices a religion other than their own, the list goes on. The chaos has certainly continued around the airport and even gotten worse in many ways. Thousands still wait to be rescued, with some of them being literally trampled to death, trying to push their way to the front of the line. The Biden administration is already telling reporters that this may take beyond their, quote, August 31st deadline, as if things were going to plan there anyway. On one point I will agree with Biden on about the situation is that it's becoming, quote, one of the largest, most difficult airlifts in history. The Taliban has ratcheted up attacks on individuals trying to make their way to the airport, and the State Department is now telling the thousands of Americans left in the country not to come because of the risk of, quote, potential security threats and effectively telling Americans to shelter in place. Meanwhile, several media outlets are reporting that three Army Chinook helicopters were used to pick up 169 Americans from unknown locations around Kabul. Now, if you're a freedom-loving Afghan who doesn't make it on an evacuation flight, there may be a small glimmer of hope left for you. That is the Panjir Valley. It seems the country has not fallen entirely yet to the Taliban, And this large, picturesque region, which literally translates to the Valley of the Five Lions, is still putting up a fight. Its location just 90 miles outside of the city of Kabul may quickly make it a bastion for Taliban resistance as well. Now, for those not too familiar with Afghanistan and its history, here's a quick backstory. This is a place with its own reputation and local legends. Home to just over 100,000 members of the Tajik ethnic group, They successfully fought off the Soviets, and under the leadership of a charismatic guerrilla leader named Amid Shah Massoud, he led his people to fight various militia factions and then successfully against the Taliban rule in the 90s under the banner of the Northern Alliance. Massoud and his men were such an effective thorn in the group's side that they made a deal with al-Qaeda to have him killed. Now, on September 9th, 2001, in an event that will permanently link Massoud's legacy to that of of 9-11, two Al-Qaeda suicide bombers pretending to be a news crew blew themselves up and killed Massoud in the process. This was an act that obviously helped solidify the bonds of friendship with Osama bin Laden and guaranteed the Taliban support for the inevitable U.S. retribution that would soon follow. 
This was also a deal that many Taliban leaders later conceded was a bad choice on their end. This area may become more strategically important to the world powers once again. A fledgling resistance might even be in its embryonic stages. You see, the former vice president of Afghanistan, Amrullah Shali, who was a former protege of Massoud himself, chose not to leave the country like his recently disposed boss, the president, who, as you recall, we reported on, fled ostensibly under you know some pretty strange circumstances, leaving with helicopters full of money and cars and so on. Instead, Shalah took to the hills like any former, any good former guerrilla member and has returned to Panjir. Instead, Shalah took to the hills like any good former guerrilla fighter and has returned to Panjir. He is also claiming, with some level of legit- legitimacy, to be the rightful leader of the country and attempting to rally remnants of the U.S. trained Afghan army to his cause. Perhaps even more importantly is the return of Ahmed Shah Massoud's son. Named very closely Ahmed Massoud. Now he's a figure who could possibly unify the entire country in of itself. He is pressing for a new approach to governance there. And the 32-year-old Massoud is not what you may think of when you imagine an Afghan Taliban tribesman. The English-speaking Massoud received a bachelor's degree from King's College in London and a master's degree in international politics. The younger Massoud has... returned to Panjir and already gave several interviews declaring his resistance to Taliban rule and stating numerous times over the last several months that the American effort to launch peace talks with the Taliban only served to embolden the group. He also predicted earlier this year that a troop draw done under political duress was a mistake and ordered his people to begin arming for a nearly inevitable civil war, one that seems looming at this point. He took a few jabs at the Afghan government as well for its failure to solidify unity over its 20-year existence. Mazud is making the case that a federalized system was a mistake for the country to begin with. He argues that instead a decentralized model, almost that of a confederacy, a form of government that would allow for more autonomy among various tribal groups and one that's more appropriate, he argues, for a patchwork society of varying cultures and ethnic groups like Afghanistan has. Now, this is important because it's what a new iteration of the Northern Alliance would be fighting for. They are betting that 20 years of more liberal values instilled under NATO protectorate has made the Afghan people, particularly the younger generation, more likely to fight with them. That said, they need help. The situation is moving quickly, with Massoud reported to have met with Taliban leaders two days ago in a make-or-break meeting. It is unclear what both sides are looking to gain from this, and it's expected to just be a prelude to civil war. Already showing signs of diplomatic prowess, the young Massoud has begun to ask for international assistance and even wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post this week. Check it out if you get a chance. This could create a unique opportunity of political redemption for the Biden administration, and more importantly, the chance to do the right thing. If, after they get Westerners and Afghan allies out of the country, they begin supplying the Northern Alliance 2.0, as I like to call it, with weapons and possible air support, similar to what Green Berets did when we first entered Afghanistan in 2001, then they may effectively turn the tide against the Taliban without seriously risking the lives of thousands of Americans. It could also serve as a counterbalance to our adversaries and restore restore some American credibility that was lost by the administration this past week. 
Whether the Biden administration will commit remains to be seen. For anyone who has been watching the tragedies unfold in the news and feels compelled to do something, this may be your chance. Do your own research, make your own decisions. But if you feel like the cause of the Afghan resistance is worth it, then email or call your congressional office. Do something to apply political pressure. The American military certainly has the means to help these people. It's just a question of whether or not politicians in Washington have the will. And that's all we have for today, folks. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so by tuning in here on Apple or the Google Play Store. Until next time, vaya con Dios, America!